And welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I'm here with my trusted canine, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woof. Woody's a dog, folks. Woody can't talk. But if he could, he would tell you to go to our website, thepblpodcast.com, and all of our social media platforms are there, and you can engage with me there. I'm on Twitter quite a bit, on TikTok a lot, which got some information about TikTok today for the show. And of course, we also have a YouTube channel. would love for you to click on that link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We've got some videos that we're going to be putting together and throwing up on YouTube. In the meantime, I put all my TikTok videos up on YouTube, so you don't have to be spied on by the Chinese. All right, right into it. Let's get into it. Over the weekend, most likely you have heard about this story. Two police officers in Compton, California, the county of Los Angeles, were shot. They were ambushed. And to set the stage, if you haven't heard of this, and there is video out on the web, you can see this. It's tragic, just tragic. Two police officers were sitting in their vehicle, and an individual came up from behind the car and shot them through the passenger door window. It is a complete ambush. If you watch the video, you can see the person approach the vehicle and shoot them. Just absolutely tragic. And the emotions that come out of this from both sides of the aisle are at a peak level because this one, I mean, this one was just blatant. But what was it? What motivated it? What What are some of the details? What are some of the reactions? How should we be looking at this? Should we allow this anger that a lot of us have, myself included, manifest itself into more anger. I did a TikTok video of this over the weekend once I heard about the shooting, and uh, I asked in the TikTok video, um, how, how far is too far? I mean, we've, and it wasn't so much the shooting, but it was there was protest outside of the hospital where the police officers uh, were being operated on. There's protesters outside of the hospital, and they were blocking entrance and exits to the hospital and ambulances couldn't get in so even so much so that the Los Angeles Police Department had to put out a tweet to tell people to stop blocking the hospital because ambulance can't get in and out and that part is the part that just kind of put me over the top how far is too far now what do I mean by how far is too far I did not say by the way how far is too far for the BLM protest I didn't tie it into Black Lives Matters at all. And a lot of people, I believe, inferred that because my TikTok comments just blew up on this. And I'll tell you what, I had a couple of decent engagements with people in the comments because if I do, I do engage in the comments on the TikTok, but I had 407 comments on this. Most people are just outraged. Most people are outraged at the violence. Uh, and a lot of other people are just questioning it like myself. And then some people are like, are we just fanning the flames by talking about it? What I'm doing here right now on this podcast, am I part of the problem? Well, there's one person on TikTok to suggest I am because I'm just fanning the flames. And uh, he likened it to having a pot of boiling water on a fire and we get mad that the water boils. But I'm more like, wait a minute, if the fire gets out of control, shouldn't people be alerted to that? Hey, I had a house fire. I would have loved to have been alerted to my fire prior to it uh, destroying my house completely. If a little more time, maybe, maybe I could have prevented the damage that was done. So I don't know. This is an emotional issue. And I, I, this one, you know, as you dig into it, the police officers that were shot, 
uh, one is a female, one is a male. Female's 31, male's 24. Not that it matters, but, you know, it's part of the story that's out there. And the, the young lady, the female officer, I say young lady, I guess I'm a little older now. The female officer has a six-year-old boy. And these protesters that protested in front of the, um, the hospital, some of the things that they said and did were just outrageous. Uh, a lot of profanity, so I won't play any of their cuts here. And I don't want to give them the time of day, but they were basically calling for the police officers to die. And one of them even called for the police officer's son, six-year-old son, to die. And they were saying, this is a public facility. We should be allowed to see the officers. They actually wanted to go see the officers, these protesters that came in. And, and it's just like I'm watching this. And it was just unbelievable. And then, and then what happens is all the media, and I will say the right-wing media, starts tying it into the Black Lives Matter protest. How can you not, actually? I mean, I can understand that because if you look at all of the protests and the riots that have been happening that are tied into Antifa and tied into the BLM movement, pretty easy to sit there and watch them protest this hospital and not think it's BLM. Well, it's not BLM. It was not the Black Lives Matter movement. While I believe it is an abhorrent organization and movement, I had an interesting exchange on somebody with TikTok on that one as well. Um, but this one, you can't, this is where calmer heads need to prevail because it wasn't the BLM, a group of BLM protesters. They were black. Yes, they were black. There's video, a lot of video of them. But apparently it's some group that calls itself the Africa Town Coalition. And the leader of the Africa Town Coalition, uh, his name is Kevin something or other, who really cares? I don't even want to say the guy's name. He's such a cretin. Uh, he actually was calling for his followers to celebrate the ambush of two police officers who were shot in the head. Now, I went on to a lot of media this morning looking for um, who these people were. I could not find much on what the Africa Town Coalition is, probably because it's just a group of angry black men who somehow are trying to put together some movement that they feel is promoting justice. So, so it doesn't really matter who they are. It really, what matters is what is happening and how are we being so divided? Another TikTok user, by the way, went so far as to say this may have been staged. And I'm like, what do you mean by staged? That he believes that the protesters that showed up uh, were sent there. They were staged. So the question is, what's from what side? You know, this, there's so many questions here that we're not going to get a whole lot of answers. You know, they don't have a suspect uh, in custody for the shootings. They have no idea. They have a video of the person. And I've seen where it says from um, either it was a very short man or a child. Think about that. It could have been a child. Now, if you're not familiar with Compton, California, it's a pretty rough town. Uh, in fact, if you remember from the 90s, there's a movie straight out of Compton, and it was about the violence and the lifestyle uh, that basically the gangs in Compton live. It's a pretty rough area. And Compton has been like this for generations. 
generations. Now, Breitbart did a piece, and they, again, they tied it into the BLM movement, but I just, they basically say, effing die, BLM activists lay siege to LA hospital treating officers hit in ambush shooting. It was not the BLM. It was not. And this is a part where we got to be very, very cautious. It was some other group. And what they're doing, it's that whole leader from behind thing where there's a movement going on. And these yahoos run up from behind, get in front of it and said, follow me. So don't get sucked up into this. And there are a lot of things that we can pin on the BLM movement, a lot of the riots and the protests that have caused all this damage that we absolutely can lay at their feet. But the BLM movement, as far as these riots and protests that get violent, are primarily white kids. This was different. The individuals that protested outside of this hospital, they were all black males, and they were angry and they were violent as far as their rhetoric. But this was not BLM. So got to put out the information that is accurate. And this was not BLM. But Breitbart did do a piece on this and uh, talked about a little bit about Compton and how this area has been a hotbed of gang activity for generations. And it has. And it, there's no trust in the police in this this um, uh, city. Uh, no trust well, I say there's no trust. I'm sure there is some trust. But I'm, but there there is a huge divide between police and policing in Compton and the citizens of Compton. So I almost, I almost can sympathize a little bit as far as the distrust of the police in Compton. It cannot justify what this person did by killing these two, I didn't kill them, I'm sorry, they're not dead, by attempting to kill them, by ambushing these two police officers. So both, here's from a, a piece in Red State. Both deputies were shot in the head at close range, and both were in critical condition Saturday night after going surgery. Now here's the part, and it was Red State that actually called this out about the violence that has happened in um, Compton. Compton is part of the notorious South Central Los Angeles. Uh... The hostility relation, the hostile relationship between police and the resident, residents and gang members in this area go back generations. The sheriff's office put out on social media that protesters were blocking the entrances to the hospital ambulance. Paramedics were having difficulty getting through. So you also got the red state piece. Here's their headline. Despicable video from Los Angeles. BLM blocks entrances to hospital while celebrating shooting of two L.A. sheriffs. Again, this was not the BLM, and this is important, and I know, I know it's easy to sit here and say, no, no, they were black people protesting, but it doesn't mean they're all Black Lives Matters. This is some Cretan group, some fringe group that saw an opportunity, and the guy's name was Kevin Wharton Price, and it, he calls his, coal, his group Africatown Coalition. No idea what it means but here's what he's saying he's justifying the murder calling the police officers gang banging sheriffs so <clears throat> you know at first glance a lot of us myself included would look at this and think this was a uh, some type of gang related shooting because there's gang initiations we've all heard of them so this person could have been and this being initiated to the gang was tasked with go kill police officers and I'm sure they didn't use the term police officers so 
We don't know that. I mean, we just don't know. Until they catch the person, we don't know. But what we do know is that area has had its share of police run-ins. In fact, there was um, a black man that was shot and killed just prior to this incident. He was on his bicycle, and he uh, they allegedly stopped him for a bicycle violation. And in the ensuing interaction, a firearm fell out of the person's laundry. I guess he was carrying laundry. And that person was shot and killed by the police. So you've got all the embers burning, all the, the, the triggers for violence and for something really, really bad to happen. And something really bad did happen. And now you've got both sides going at it myself included, right? I'm part of this. I'm part of, you know, I'm wondering, am I part of the problem? Am I feeding the flames? I, I was enraged when I heard this story because two police officers sitting in their cruiser, ambush. Now it looks like they're going to survive, which is good. Uh, and then the protest at the hospital, just horrible. And then there's this, um, this is from heavy.com, Compton shooting. Linwood city manager posts chickens come home to roost graphic. <laughs> so this guy, uh, Jose Amatotal, I don't know if I said his name right. The city manager of Linwood, California is causing outrage over his response to the Compton shooting of Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies. Uh, Bill Milligan, a journalist with Fox LA, wrote on Twitter, new uh, Jose Amatotal, whatever his name is, the city manager of Linwood posted on his Instagram that chickens come home to roost following the ambush shooting of two LASD deputies in Compton. One is a 31-year-old mom, one is a 24-year-old male. That's horrible. I mean, that's just it's unconscionable. This is a city manager and is going to post chickens, comes home. To, this is what is the problem right here. I mean, there's a lot of problems in this whole scenario. I mean, that the, this individual is so brazen in broad daylight on video, goes and shoots these officers, ambushes them, that people, once it happened, there's video of right when it happened, people were cheering. And it, look, maybe maybe I shouldn't say cheering, but they were sitting there like as if it was some kind of um, video show or movie, and they were like going, oh, look at that, oh. And they are all got their cameras out. These two officers were just shot in the head. And the level of desensitization, if you will, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. These are human beings. And yet, we come to a level in certain parts of our country, not everywhere, that it's so desensitized, the violence is so desensitized that people cheer or people protest this, that people block the hospital. It has really gotten out of hand. Now, I will say, 
there there are stories. Here's one I found in News One that the you know here's from the article uh, the circumstances surrounding the shooting were not immediately clear however the los angeles times reported that sheriff's detectives on thursday shot and killed a man in compton who they said opened fire on them as they served a search warrant so you got that shooting and you got the bicycle shooting in fact the lasd has been the subject of numerous recent reports of corruption in addition to alleged abuse of deadly force when it's not warranted that was especially true for the LS, LASD's police station in Compton. The article goes on, which is blocks away from the Metro Blue Line station at Willowbrook Avenue and Compton Boulevard, where the deputies were ambushed. Saturday, it was around 7 p.m. So one whistleblower, LS, LASD deputy, recently brought attention to what the Los Angeles Times reported as a band of deputies with matching tattoos that wields vast power at the Compton station and celebrates deputy shootings. Now, this is a whistleblower who came out with this. Um, the whistleblower's name, and I'm going to mess this up, I'm sure, Alberto Gonzalez, the LASD deputy who filed the claim against Los Angeles County, said the cops in the alleged gang called the executioners each have tattoos of a skull with Nazi imagery and an AK-47. The claim also alleges that the executioner's members were involved in setting illegal arrest quotas and threatening work slowdowns, which involved ignoring or responding slowly to calls when they did not get preferred assignments. There are no immediate reports that the officers shot Saturday night are associated with the cops of the police station in Gonzalez's claims. All right, so I'm having a lot of interaction on TikTok of all places between black males that are that basically are pushing back on me from my my TikTok that I put out when enough is enough, how far is enough, or how far is far enough, and uh, they're talking a lot about this. This is what they deal with. If you live in these communities, this is what you deal with it. Again, this ambush is evil, pure evil, but it highlights if you pick it apart, if you pull the scab back, you can see what the problems are. You can see where the, where the fires, the embers are burning that would blow up like this. And this has, from all that I can tell, nothing to do with BLM. This is completely separate from BLM. I believe this is the gang-initiated shooting. Uh, that that, but I don't know. I have no idea. It's all speculation on my part. I mean, I have no idea whatsoever. What I do know is the embers are burning in there, and this this explosion is, I think, part and parcel of failed. And here it comes. Democrat policies. That's right. Compton, L.A., California, all ran by the left, have been for generations, generations. At the end of my TikTok video, uh, How Far is Too Far, I said, vote red. That outraged some uh, soy boy uh, white liberal out there who had to do another video counter to mine, and that vote red is what got him, and I, I stand by that. I stand by Boat Red. Let's go to Los Angeles County. Let's go to Compton. And you'll have Democrat leadership for generations. And look at where that city is. You've got allegedly... 
police corruption, and you've got allegedly gang initiations. And that allegedly it's me. That's not, I don't see that anywhere else. I do see speculation from other people thinking maybe it's gang initiation. It could be. But you know you've got gangs in the city of Compton. You know you've got gangs in and around Los Angeles. This is failed Democrat leadership. I'm, I'm sorry. It just is. This is what you get for generations of Democrats. So people are like, e, okay, what would you do differently? Well, the first thing would be to vote the Democrats out. But, but both sides are just as bad. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. I hear that a lot, too. And you know what? There are bad, there are corruption on both sides. There's no doubt there are corrupt Republicans. But if you get a law and order Republican in there, go back to New York. Giuliani was that Republican that cleaned up New York. If you start doing those kind of policies, what Giuliani did, the broken door policy, other things would start falling into place. You had a broad daylight execution in the city of Compton. Video, everything's on video. And that person did not care. When they start caring about them getting caught and the consequences of actions, then you will see change. But until then, you're going to continue to see stuff like this. The city of Compton's not going to get fixed by a Democrat. And I had somebody say to me again on TikTok that both sides are bad. You know, politics isn't the answer. I go, well, no, it, it's part of the answer. It's part of the solution. Because it's our, our elected officials are elected to help us. Now, another reaction, another a knee-jerk reaction is to, all right, Pull the police out completely. Let's pull the police out of Compton. If they don't want the police there, then just pull them out. Yeah, I thought that too. But that's not the answer. In fact, that's a horrible answer. That, that, that is the cure being worse than a disease because you pull the police out, there are law-abiding people in Compton. There are people that have been there for generations. You pull the police out, they're all in danger. It would be absolute chaos. This, this whole defunding the police nonsense is just the worst idea in the history of leftist ideas. And you've seen it across the country when they defunded the police and pulled people out. The crime rate skyrockets. This is just a horrible tragedy, what has happened out there. The shooter who did this, it's pure evil. It's just evil. How does someone have that kind of evil in their heart? I can't comprehend it. The protesters that were outside of that hospital saying the things that they were saying, blocking the entrances, was just also evil. You can't dismiss them as just being angry. These people were there because of an opportunity that they saw to get their voice and for them to become known. They, they saw an opportunity and they went for it. And what they said and what they did was just evil, in my opinion. I'm, I'm you know, this one is, um, this one is just, like I say, it's gut-wrenching. This is just gut-wrenching. And I fear that the flames of rhetoric are going to be fanned across on both sides because we've already seen a lot of right-wing pundits and publications start aligning this with BLM. 
And I'm, I'm, that's just not true. And when I mean BLM, I mean the protesters at the hospital. Those were not BLM protesters. There are going to be protests now, and I'm sure Black Lives Matters will be a part of that. But you're going to see the right fan those flames. And then you're going to see the left fan the racial injustice flames. And both are wrong. Now, this isn't a Rodney King moment. Can we all just get along? No, no, no. I'm for law and order. I believe what has to happen in those cities is they need to cramp down on crime and they need to be harsh. I mean, harsh. I'm all for what Giuliani did in New York, and I'm not a big fan of Giuliani right now. Please don't get me wrong on that. But he did fix New York because it was crime ridden and his policies did work. I believe that our biggest problem in our country in these leftist ran cities is because of the Democrats are running these cities. It's like Trump said about with the black part of the blacks voting for him. What have you got to lose? Now, the main problem is there's never really any good opposition that runs against the current leaders in and around Compton, L.A. area. And so that's your main problem. You've got city managers like this uh, come home to roost dude. I mean, those are the people that are in charge. This Jose Amatelto, whatever his name is. I mean, he is the problem. So this, this guy, he sees this happen, and what does he think he's going to? He's going to fan the flames himself for political gain. And that's who they vote for. So, yeah, this one's just a tragedy just all around, and it just breaks my heart. I'm, I've mentioned this in several times and I you know don't mean to go on this rant but this one this one just was this was just painful uh, but you know I have a lot of love for the black community and it pains me to see this going on it doesn't have to be like this it doesn't have to be their embers do not need to be burning underneath that are going to blow up on everybody's face one day this all can be fixed but people don't want the solution. People don't like the solution. Because the solution involves people like this city manager of Linwood getting out, being taken out of power. See, he likes his power. The mayor of Los Angeles, he likes his power. The mayor of Compton, I'm sure, likes his power. All those city managers, they like their power. They don't care about the citizens. If they did, they would have done something about it. But what they do is they placate and pander for the votes and the citizens live in shit so when we come back after this break um, I'm going to switch topics and talk a little bit about the uh, California wildfires going on there's some uh, interesting information about those you may know it already and uh, just a couple of other topics and we'll wrap up this day and um you know, did you hear what Netflix lost $9 billion in market share? We'll talk about that too when we come back after break. Thanks for listening to this part of the PBL podcast. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. 
So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit GoToBallot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome back to another segment of the PBL Podcast. As I said, did you hear Netflix lost $9 billion in market share? Let's get into it. All right. Please, please visit our website, thepblpodcast.com. All of our social media handles are there. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please like, share, and give us a five-star ratings. Whatever platform you're listening to this on, please like, share, give us a rating, and follow us because it helps in the algorithm, keep moving us up. Again, the podcast has been growing every single week, and with your help, I'd like to keep this momentum going. So like, share, follow, rate, all those good things on whatever platform you're listening to this on. So Netflix lost eight nine billion dollars in market share recently. Now that didn't do too, too, too much to their stock it ticked down but last year in 2019 netflix lost 18 billion dollars in market share now netflix is a very very valuable company i think at one point in time it had a market share of like a trillion dollars it 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 passed apple at one point in time in market share so nine billion that's a little bit. 18 billion, oh, that's a little bit. But if it keeps going on and it keeps adding up, then eventually it's going to be a big bit. It's going to finally make Netflix maybe do something different. Now, I canceled my Netflix account a long time ago. And there's a recent controversy with Netflix uh, with the movie Cutie or cuties or whatever it is. The movie objectifies 11-year-old girls. Uh, that apparently, you know, I've seen some of the video clips of it as far as the trailers, and you got girls dancing, gyrating, um, um, shaking their, their asses, whatever they call it, I think, twerking. And there are a lot of people just outraged that these are 11-year-old girls. Now, apparently, the theme of the movie is that it's showing you how bad that is, and you're supposed to watch the movie so you see how bad it is. That's the message. But yet, there they are showing the movie with that so did it take that movie for you to show me that objectifying little girls is a bad thing by objectifying little girls i you know, i think that's where the disconnect is for the producers of this film and with netflix now Netflix didn't produce the film. Apparently, it's a French-produced film, and Netflix bought it. It was um, viewed a, or won some kind of award at the Sundance Film Festival. By the way, one of the co-founders of the Sundance Film Festival was convicted of child pornography. So, does that give Netflix a pass? And the answer is no. They bought the movie, and they put it on their platform because they wanted to make money. And how do they make money? Well, they make money by people subscribing to their platform 
I think this one may have had a different effect and not exactly what they were hoping for. Uh, there is a campaign uh, called Hashtag Cancel Netflix. And I did a TikTok on this one too, by the way. And it, as I'm talking to you right now, has over 44,000 views and 319 comments with tons of people. Because I asked, I go, D did you cancel Netflix? Tons of people saying they canceled Netflix. Only one person, by the way, in comments actually said, it's a beautiful film. Which I just, I'm sorry, I'll never get on board with that. Because you don't have to make a movie about objectifying little girls to show me that it's bad. I mean, I know it's bad. I don't need a full-length feature film and to watch this. So, so I don't know. Will this one hurt Netflix? Again, $9 billion in the scheme of things, pff, that's nothing for them. It really is. And it's in market share, by the way. So one person asked, how's their stock keep going up? Well, their stock did tick down uh, going out of Friday. Um, and it, who knows what it's going to do today? I'm not looking at it right now. So, uh, you know, will this hurt Netflix? You, could be. It's hurting them. Will it be the end of Netflix? No, 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 no. It's not going to be the end of Netflix. Netflix has a lot of value and they are big enough and strong enough to weather whatever storm they're going to get out of cuties. But I'd like to share with you a little history of Netflix to what I know. Um, years and years and years ago, I used to work for that company that most of you remember when you're either a child in your adult times of Blockbuster. I was with them for 10 years and uh, I was with them early on. It was a lot of fun. And in fact, when I, when I first started with Blockbuster, um, <clears throat> I was immediately told technology is going to do you in technology is going to do you in so the whole 10-year run i had i mean the company was just outrageously successful i mean the running joke was open the doors count the cash and but it was always in the back technology is going to do you in and the leaders of the organization blockbuster uh knew this so they you know in fact the first mp3 player actually came out of blockbuster i used to be in their music division and one of my locations had this mp3 player that you and, and it was really a kiosk that you can go in there and you can plug in what mu music you want and create your own cd it was like almost the first version of what we now know of as an mp3 player and uh i had the only store in the whole chain that had one because it was new and we we're testing it out and people were loving it making their cds and it had to be shut down because Blockbuster forgot to get the rights to all the music. So they couldn't continue with it because they never got the rights. But they were always doing something like that. Always doing something innovative to, to change and move the company forward. So I believe if the leadership that was there at that time continued on the company, the company would still be around. Because they were trying all kind of stuff. Some of you may remember famously Blockbuster entered a deal with Enron. Remember Enron? Went, it, it was to be a um, an online streaming service. Completely fell apart because Enron was, you know, a house of cards and that fell apart. Uh, they also were uh, partnering with a lot of other companies and then they sold the company to Viacom. And I used to say when I was there, Wayne Huizinga, who used to run it, uh, or who was the chairman and CEO, um, I used to say when Wayne gets out, it's time to leave. Wayne got out. I left. Company went downhill. Not because I left. No, no. I, I would love to say it is, but maybe I will. But anyway, what what killed Blockbuster was not technology. It was leadership. And here is here is how why I say that. Um, a Blockbuster also had a, a a deal with. I think it was Showtime. They're gonna do a Blockbuster Channel. But anyway, um, Netflix came to Blockbuster not once but twice. 
one time for Blockbuster to buy them outright because they were struggling at first. You remember Netflix started as just mail order uh, movie uh, DVDs and they were struggling and they didn't need they didn't they were run out of cash. And so I think it's Reed Hastings, who is the CEO of Netflix, went in and met with Blockbuster. And this again, Blockbuster has since sold it to Viacom and they were laughed out of the office. That's a story that's been told countless times. And Blockbuster basically said no. So fast forward, I believe it was maybe a year, maybe two years, not sure the exact timing. Netflix went again to Blockbuster and said, hey, we would like to partner with you. Here's what we suggest we'd like to do. And again, Netflix needed money because early on it was tough, as most businesses are. And they said to Blockbuster, here's what I'd like, we'd like to do. Let us do the mail order piece of the DVDs and you sell our subscriptions in your stores. And Blockbuster is like, well, why would we do that? And again, laughed them out of the office. There are two, two times where Blockbuster could have been the Netflix of today. If Blockbuster would have bought Netflix early on, kept the Netflix leadership there to grow it, well, you'd still have the Blockbuster name. At one point in time, Blockbuster had an 89% brand recognition. That's huge in business. And leadership is why that company failed. By the way, the same thing happened with Redbox. Redbox came to Blockbuster, went to Blockbuster for, um, for see if they wanted to invest in them, and Blockbuster said no. Redbox started doing really well, and then Blockbuster tried to do it themselves by putting kiosks in the store. Some of you probably remember those kiosks. Well, again, that failed because they were a day late and a dollar short. And by the way, I think Redbox has is, is limited shelf life at this point in time, too, with all the streaming. So you've got Netflix now, who is like such a huge company, uh, unbelievable market value. So they lose $9 billion and because they're losing subscriptions, by the way, they're losing subscribers. It's not because of the movie cuties. It's because they've lost. They're not meeting their subscriber um, uh, goals. And and so the, it, it's reflecting in the stock market. They lose nine billion dollars in market share so far this year. They lost 18 billion dollars in market share last year. So, you know, it's not as big of a delta as it was last year. But is, so does that mean next year is four and a half billion? I don't know. But if it continues on this slide, Netflix is hurting. And, the, and then the, comp, the, the increased competition with Netflix, like Disney Plus, when they came out, they stated that they're going to keep it as a loss leader, because I think it's $6.99 a month, which is cheap, and be, to, uh, to compete. So there, then you've got NBC is going to do their own streaming service. Then you've got, I believe, CBS going to do their own streaming service. So everybody's starting to do that, and they're fractured. And now, who, who suffers the most out of this? Well, you and me, we have fewer choices. Yes, not more. We have fewer choices. And here's what I mean by that. When I was in the blockbuster business, if you will, and I was a field manager and I had several locations and um, uh, I had a couple locations that were huge, 10,000 square feet where we had 10,000 movies. I, had, I think I had one at like 15,000 movies. You can literally walk into uh, a lot of the blockbusters back in the day. And if you wanted some obscure drama or film noir, you know, there was a good chance you can find it because we just stock so many movies. Try to find it now without having to pay full price. A great movie that I often refer to as this example is called The River's Edge. It's with Keanu Reeves. It was really a good movie, a little, very underrated, little known movie that I first saw when I worked at Blockbuster. It was on shelves in one of my stores. You wanted to watch that now, it's going to cost you $12.99. You got to basically buy the whole thing. So that's that's 
where we as consumers suffer. We actually have fewer choices when it comes to uh, movies than we did back then because everyone's chasing the big movies. And then you look at Netflix. The reason I dumped Netflix is because it wasn't about movies anymore. It was all their original content. They're basically an original content. I wasn't crazy about their original content. So I dumped them because it just wasn't appealing to me. I couldn't go see all those old movies I wanted to see. Originally, that's what you could do. Now, of course, yes, I know. I could still sign up for their DVD mail-order rental. Yes, they still have that. But I just find it interesting that Netflix is um, you know, kind of in the news. People are talking about it. It's huge on uh, this TikTok post I did. Again, 44,000 views. And with this movie Cuties out, they are getting a lot of negative press. And it'll be curious to see because a lot of people are dumping them. I mean, a lot of people. This is anecdotal, of course, because it's just one TikTok account, one TikTok video I put out there. But if that is widespread and people are dumping Netflix because of this movie, this is going to hurt them because they're already losing subscriptions, subscribers, because there's so many other choices out there. And now this happens. So this is something to watch. No, I'm going to switch gears again. Let's talk about these wildfires in California. On the West Coast, I guess you could say. Is, you know, Gavin Newsom, the, the uh, governor of California, has come out and um, basically said this is because of climate change yeah okay so it's not global warming anymore it's climate change so you know and, and what does he want what, what 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 does any politician want when they start spouting climate change that's right you know it money they want money federal money to come in and do whatever it is they need to do so is it climate change that's causing all these wildfires fires in the west coast no it is not now let's say it is let's say it is whether you believe in climate change or not, and that's, to me, I'm sorry, the, the notion of whether you believe in climate change or not is absolutely ridiculous. Of course, I believe in climate change because if we didn't have climate change, we probably all would be dead because if we didn't have climate change, we wouldn't have seasons. I know, I know, some, some leftists out there is going to go, hey, there's a difference between climate and weather. Oh, yeah, yeah, give it a rest already, okay? So pushing that, that rhetoric aside, Let's say it is climate change. Let's say that these wildfires were started because of climate change. It's not like this is a new phenomenon, right? I mean, we've known about climate change for a long time. They've been pushing climate change down our throats for a long time, years. I mean, years. Gavin Newsom has been saying climate change, climate change for a while. I remember when he was mayor of San Francisco, he would be spouting from the hilltops, climate change. So if you know climate change would cause this, why didn't you react to it and maybe help prevent the forest fires by doing something different like you know maybe changing your environmental policies here's an article from forbes wildfires caused by bad environmental policy are causing california's forests to be net co2 emitters so bad wildfire or bad environmental policies so in these leftist states they're not clearing the brush. 
they're not doing anything different that would prevent these fires from getting out of control by controlling what fuels them, which are dead trees, dead leaves, the brush. That's the fuel of a wildfire. So if you got a dry summer and you are sitting here on your, la- on, your, on your hilltop screaming climate change and you're the governor of the state, maybe, just maybe, it would behoove you to change your environmental policies and go there and clear the freaking brush. Why don't they do that? Because they're so smart, right? If they're so freaking smart, how come these numbnuts couldn't figure out well, you know, we got climate change over here, Jerry. Yeah, Gavin. I know when I was governor, I talked about it a lot, too. Well, Jerry, well, what, you know, we, it's going to be worse this year. You're right, Gavin. When I was governor, I talked about it a lot, too. Well, Jerry, I I, well, I guess I should talk a lot about it. You know, you, you know you, you, Gavin, well, you, you should. When I was governor, I talked about it a lot, too. Well, I'm going to go do a press conference in, in with a backdrop of uh, burning burning uh, trees. What do you, what, Jerry, uh, what do you think? Well, you know, I think that's a good idea because when I was governor, I talked a lot about it too. All right, talk is cheap. These places are burning. Homes are being destroyed. Uh, acreage is burning to the ground because their environmental policies prevented anything from getting in front of this. If they knew it was going to happen, they should have done something about it. But their ineffective, feckless leadership is what led to what's going on right now. Look at a map. I saw this on Twitter. There's a map floating out there on Twitter um, where you've got where all the fires are burning in the United States. And it all stops at the border. You don't see this in Canada. It stops at the border of Washington, Canada. When are we going to stop the madness? You know... It goes to the shootings, it goes to the the protests, the riots, and it all, I'm, I'm sorry, it all ties into the left. When, when are people going to wake up? It's, it's time. I tell you what, here's an experiment. I tell you, this is, this is a great experiment. I think this is the experiment of all experiments that should be tried. Let's do this. Let's. Let's put the right in the leftist cities and let them run them. You got to give them a full term, right? Whether it's two years or four years. And let's try the left in the right cities. And again, got to give them a full term, two years or four years, and see what happens. Right. We all know what's going to happen, right? We, we know that the, uh, the cities now that are ran by the right are going to go to crap. And the cities that ran by the left are going to start getting better. Because it's going to take a long time for these cities to get better. I I tell you I'm just this 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 weekend it was uh, politically I'm fed up. I am I'm at a wit's end here with all these protests, all these riots. Uh it's just to the point of all right. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. I'm now the angry white guy. I don't want to be the angry white guy. I don't want to do that. Well, I tell you what. I'm more vigilant in voting right now and voting red because I realize the left has to be, has to be stopped. We've had enough. We've had enough. I think, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know my views on Donald Trump. I I agree with him as our president. I'm thankful he's our president. I do not uh, like his crassness. I didn't like him before, but I am so glad I was wrong. And he's turned out to be an extremely effective president. He just signed two 
two, not one, two peace deals or just got two peace deals done in the Middle East. He's now been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, not once now, twice. And did you know the Atlantic, the same paper that tried to say that President Trump denigrated our men and women in the military, has come out and said that now since Trump has won a second, or not won, nominated for a second Nobel Peace Prize, that the Nobel Peace Prize should go away. I'm not kidding. The Atlantic is now calling for the dismantling of the Nobel Peace Prize because they've tried peace and it's not working was the headline. Try to tell me it's not the left that's the problem right now. Try to tell me that. Try to tell me that the left isn't holding this, this nation back. Try to tell me that the left aren't bitter and angry and uh, want power at all costs. I mean, my email is the PBL podcast at gmail.com. I would love to engage with you. If you believe I'm wrong on this, please email me and I will have a conversation with you. I love interacting with people who listen to this show, people on TikTok, people on Twitter. I would love to have a conversation with you. In fact, there's one of the persons on the TikTok that I'm trying to get set up to have a go have a cup of coffee with somebody who challenged me on the whole how far is too far. All right. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate uh, what is going on with the show right now. We um, we just keep growing and growing and growing. So again, um, if, if you don't mind, I'm asking for your help here. Please help promote the show it, it, by liking, sharing, uh, give us a five-star rating, uh, all those things on the media platforms that you're on to help push the show up the algorithm so more and more people uh, can see it up on the algorithm and we keep growing the show. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear show topics if you want me to touch on something please email me at the pbl podcast at gmail.com i'm more than happy to dig into some weeds for you if you got a topic that you'd like me to touch on and if you want to have a conversation if you want to interact with me shoot me an email but you can also find me on twitter at the pbl podcast you can also find me on tiktok at the pbl podcast as well i do interact and engage with as many people as i possibly can and there are a lot uh, that i've been engaging with recently on TikTok. And I know a lot of people don't want to get on TikTok but because of the whole Chinese thing. And by the way, I got an update on that. Talk about it in just a second. But please let get in touch with me. If you got an idea for a show, if you want to be on the show, if you want me to address something for the show, again, would love to hear from you at the PBO podcast at gmail.com. And here's the update on Twitter. It just, uh, I think breaking was yesterday. I'm not sure exact timeline, maybe this morning, that uh, Oracle has won the bid to purchase TikTok. Now, there's some details they're still working out, but Microsoft has entered into an agreement with Walmart to try to purchase TikTok, and they did not get the bid, the winning bid. Oracle got the winning bid. And what I read was that Oracle wants, they don't have a really strong social media presence, so they want to use this as some kind of platform to get them out there more to a different audience. But here's what's interesting about the Oracle deal. Um... The CEO of Oracle, Larry Ellis, I believe is his name, you know, probably heard that name, one of those big-time billionaires, see his name all over the place, is apparently pretty close with President Trump. And President Trump has come out saying that uh, he approves of this deal, and he still, it's still got to go through a regulatory thing with the, the White House. They still got to go through all the details. But the president's already kind of signaled some of his approval for this. And here's what's going to happen next. Mark my words. 
<clears throat> because Larry Ellis is friends with the president, the conspiracy theories are now that Trump did this for a threat to ban TikTok because he wanted to sell it to his rich billionaire friend. You know that's going to happen. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please follow us on all our social media at the PBL Podcast. And again, I would love to hear from you via email. It is the PBL Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to this episode. And uh, let's have a calm and wonderful week. <laughs>